Warning. The following contains massive spoilers for the designated series. Listener discretion is advised. Water. Earth. Fire. Air. You're listening to the Television Archive, the show where we, the television-loving hordes of the internet, take a deep dive into what used to be in our beloved media. My name is Thomas Clark, and this is Avatar The Last Airbender and The Legend of Korra. My brother and I discovered the new Avatar, an airbender named Aang. And although his airbending skills are great, he has a lot to learn before he's ready to save anyone. But I believe... Aang can save the world. Today, we will be discussing Avatar The Last Airbender, Season 2, Episode 10, titled The Library. Okay, you're probably tired of hearing me say this at this point, but I don't care. I love this episode. It's so great. It's so incredible. It's absolutely phenomenal in every possible way. Hey, remember how over the past several weeks I have been hyping up a major turning point in this series? Where shit gets really effed up. And it goes absolutely insane. This is that. This is that moment I was talking about. This is where it takes a turn. For the truly incredible. This is where it starts to go. From an amazing, mind-blowing, incredible series... Up to one of the greatest shows of all time. Honestly, I strongly believe that there is a turning point in every single series. There's a very clearly definable point in every single television show's run. Where, if you're not into it by then... It's just not going to happen. For Batman, it was like the first two minutes. For this, I think this is it. I think this is that moment. Uh, This and the desert. I believe that two-episode arc that those two episodes represent that we'll be talking about today and Monday... If by that point in the series you're not into it, it's not going to happen. Because this is the moment where, and I remember as a kid, this is the moment where you just realize, oh my god, they're going there, and your eyes become irrevocably glued to the screen Every single second, week after week after week after week. Whereas before, you were just loving it because it's a cartoon. Not to say that it wasn't brilliant before. It absolutely was. In fact, 
here's how good this show is. This isn't even one of my favorite episodes. <laughs> Maybe an honorable mention, but not one of my favorite episodes. This episode's so good. This episode is so freaking good and the best possible turning point. So let's start by quickly talking about the two major characters they introduce and then immediately do away with <laughs> in this episode. Uh, the big one being Wan Shi Tong. Literally, he's massive. And I love Wan Shi Tong. He's this very big, imposing, menacing owl spirit. He's absolutely gigantic. And, like, really every second he's on screen, I get chills every single time. And it's just so freaking cool. And I love how this spirit is so devoted to knowledge. And so pissed off by how humans use knowledge to destroy one another instead of to better themselves, that now he's just pissed off at all humanity. There's a really great thematic exploration there. There's a really deep meaning there that if it was literally any ep other episode, I'd spend five whole minutes on, but this is a freaking insane episode where all the things happen, so I don't have that kind of time. The point is, Wan Chi Tong is a badass, really resonative character that represents a really, an all too real truth about humanity in general. And Professor Zay, I love Professor Zay. Professor Zay is this absurd little geeky guy who just really wants this unlimited source of knowledge. He's just in it for all the knowledge. He constantly goes into the desert. He constantly goes into the desert because he wants this knowledge that that library has. Like, he lives for this library. And he goes on his own, like, very understated arc of this being his only wish in life, basically. Then he goes in, he's finally there, and he's just ravaging all these infinite sources of knowledge. And then when it finally comes time to leave because the library is sinking, he makes the ultimate choice that he would rather spend an eternity in the library than save himself and return to the physical world. It's a really, really phenomenal character arc. I really, really like it. I also kind of love the whole opening sequence where it starts off with Aang getting on his little flute and doing, like, musical groundhogs or whatever. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> oh man imagine if like those groundhog 
things were real in my high school band, we would have made such great groundhog music. Oh my god. We do that uh, one piece we did that I love, Russian Christmas music. We do that. Da, 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 da. I bang on the timpani and there's just this low pitch groundhog. I would have loved that. Oh my god. I want to be best friends with these groundhogs. They're living their best life. I'm spending way too much time on this. But anyway, Aang, Katara, and Toph, they're content to just have fun. Having their mini vacations in their downtime. And Sokka... Being the military-minded person, it's like, we gotta find information on the Fire Nation. We've wasted enough time. We gotta get all the information we can on the Fire Nation. We need something to win this war. And then they go to this oasis, which is a shithole. Oh my god, it's garbage. It is a dumpster fire, that oasis. With a pretty okay bar. As it turns out. Where they meet Professor Zay. Where Professor Zay tells him about the library. And Sokka's like, hmm, maybe I can use this knowledge to find a weakness in the Fire Nation. I'd like to use my vacation at the library! And he goes on this desperate search to find some weakness over the Fire Nation. To find some power over the Fire Nation. And it's this really, really amazing personal journey that he goes on. Because, like, at this stage, he kind of feels like he can't really do anything. Like, the Fire Nation is one step ahead of them at every possible opportunity. And I especially love the scene where Sokka finds the slip of the darkest day in Fire Nation history, then he looks into the Fire Nation wing, and it's all burned. Like, he has a really gut-wrenching reaction to it. That's really heartbreaking to watch. Uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't bring up uh, the first encounter with Wan Chi Tong, where Wan Chi Tong is like, humans aren't allowed, and you're gonna just use your... The information you find to destroy your enemies. And Sokka and Aang have to lie to get around him. Uh, the There's the clause of you have to give worthwhile knowledge to enter the library. And uh, <laughs> Zay brings some legit first edition stuff. Katara has her waterbending scrolls. Aang pulls out a wanted poster of himself. And that ends up being accepted. Sokka ties a special knot. It's really, really great. It's both it's both terrifying and hilarious at the same time. Somehow. Not sure how that happened. But anyway, they go on this search for the Fire Nation. Uh, Aang discovers a little scroll of 
Lion Turtles. Lion Turtles. Remember that. That'll be important in about a month. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> and Sokka finds Darkest Day in Fire Nation history. He discovers the burnt library. Oh, by the way, we figure out in this episode that the underground library that Zhao mentioned, where he found the information on the ocean and moon spirits for the Siege of the North, was this library. Zhao went to that library before Aang, Katara, Sokka, and Zay. By the way, I should mention Toph and Appa are topside. Cause Appa is real big and Toph is blind. So, this wolf, the knowledge seeker wolf, or fox rather, my bad. The knowledge seeker fox leads them to the planetarium. Where Sokka discovers that the darkest day in Fire Nation history was literally the darkest day in Fire Nation history. Something awful happened that day. We don't know what it was. Doesn't matter. The point is that it happened because of a solar eclipse. Because when a solar eclipse happens... Firebenders lose their bending. And it's logic that again makes perfect sense. Remember, Sea to the North, Moon was pulled away, no more water bending. So it makes sense. Moon covers sun, no more fire bending. So now they know that the solar eclipse is going to be a thing, or they know that it is a thing that they could use. Fire Nation's going down, and then Wan Chi Tong shows up and is like, You lied! Flaps his wings a bunch and sinks his library. So now it's. it's they're in danger of being stuck underground forever. Uh, Toph's outside. Blocking the library from sinking, using her earthbending to keep the library up for as long as it takes for them to get out. And we get this chase. Which is so terrifying. It's like a scene out of a horror movie. This chase. Wan Chi Tong is enacting. Katara, Sokka, Aang, Zay, Momo running away from Wan Chi Tong. It's legit a horror movie sequence. And then Sokka's like, wait, if, if we leave, we will never know when the next eclipse is. So Sokka and Aang, as the library is sinking, go back to the planetarium and test out every single date leading up to Sozin's Comet. And they find one. They find one. So now they're gonna go to Ba Sing Se and mass the Earth King's armies. 
And they're going to invade the Fire Nation on the day of the solar eclipse. Yay! Gonna be real good. So then, they're able to get out of the library. Zay stands. Zay stays behind. Ank, Tara, Sokka, Momo, they all escape. Before the library sinks, with the information that the solar eclipse is happening, everything's great! Everything's amazing! There is nothing wrong with this situation at all! Yay! Except everything's not fine, because Appa got stolen by sandbenders! And oh my god, it is such an enraging scene. When the sandbenders come up and tie up Appa. And Toph is trying to get in the occasional earthbending jab. But she can't because she's busy holding the library. So there's not a lot she can do. She just stands helpless as sandbenders take away Appa. Appa, who has become a character in and of itself. With such profound emotions through visual storytelling. And, oh my god, it's so freaking heartbreaking. Toph staying the course, keeping up the library... Knowing that Appa is being taken away, just squeaking out, I'm sorry, Appa. Ugh! It's never not soul-crushing! It's never not soul-crushing. And when Aang and Sokka and Katara get out of the library and Momo... When they all get out of the library and Aang asks, where's Appa? And Toph just shakes her head. And immediately Aang realizes Appa is gone. Appa got stolen. Appa is not with us. The minimalism of this scene is so perfect. And it's such a brilliant ending. I love everything about it. This episode's great. Oh my god. I hate that this was placed at the end of a full week. And now I have to wait the whole weekend to talk about the rest of this Appa is Missing arc. Because, good god. Good freaking god. I want to talk about... The rest of this arc, right now! Right freaking now! It's all so good! It's so great! I love it all! Jesus Christ! It's amazing! <sighs> okay. Think I got all that out? Some solid emotions there. Not the last time this season that those will be expressed. More on that later. If you like this, favorite the podcast, anchor.fm slash TV archives so that you can be here every single Monday through Friday as we go through every single episode of this and other shows. 
and you can find it on pretty much whatever podcatcher app you prefer. Feel free to call in as well. It's as simple as just a push of a button on the Anchor app. I will play those on the show from time to time if you feel so inclined to send those in. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, TomTom4468, and support the show. Patreon.com slash Thomas Clark. Pledge just a dollar a month. I appreciate everything I get through there. Or if that doesn't work for you, you can also support this show directly via Anchor. I appreciate that as well. On Monday, we will be discussing Avatar The Last Airbender, Season 2, Episode 11. Talk to you then.